we will get a Twitter for the podcast yes. sooner rather than later. Yes, we can actually. We'll probably edit it in, like splice it into this this conversation with a bit of wizardry. I'm sure. Um, I'm sure that will definitely happen. This is I Might Be Wrong, a podcast hosted by myself, Rich Newham, and my co-host, Mr. Henry Salmon. Welcome back. We are on episode six now. Um, So yeah, actually continued to do this for a reasonable length of time. Hopefully we can can keep going. So having covered a bit of seminal electronica last week, we're getting right back into uh, the indie rock part of our brains. Although to be fair, these guys did use a bit of electronic stuff as well, right? Well, so the album that that I've picked um, for the next one is Daisies of the Galaxy by Eels which and and I think this probably coincides with my move away from the, the, the noisier guitar-y side of music into into something more relaxed so Daisies if you don't know it is well produced so I think at this point Mark E. Everett had got a load of um, cash from his previous incredible album which we may touch on later and I think with it, he's he's produced quite a full, interesting album, which is which is a little bit more hopeful and optimistic. I don't know if you know the Eels back catalogue, but um, <laughs> they 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 released Electroshock Blues after their their seminal Beautiful Freak album, and Electroshock Blues was, was quite depressing. Well, I it's about it, the suicide of his sister, so exactly. Um, <laughs> I uh, mean, it's and, not it's not the most en- enlivening and it well precisely, and so and 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 you get to daisies and and it's solemn but there's just hope all the way through the album this is what really gets me about it but he sort of he sort of had a bit of a breakdown between i mean i guess electroshock blues was part of that breakdown and this feels like him starting to gather his life back together yeah um if you take the title track of the album it's all about uh, an actual daisy peering through the kind of cracks in the concrete next to the, the galaxy cinema and him picking it and thinking you know this is a this is a, a wonderful little thing coming out of the concrete of uh, of despair so that's just it's just a little nugget amongst lots of nuggets um in this album to be fair um, there's a lot of good tracks on here aren't there there you got, are a bunch you got of specific ones um so i i love genie's diary for yep. the lyrics for the point where he just he knows the girl that he's he's um in love with doesn't like him he knows he's got no chance he just wants to be a he just wants her to write like a few lines in the diary about him uh, just to go yeah I know about him and I was like oh that that really got me when I first heard it um, <laughs> so funnily I, enough given your interesting relationship history that I'm well, sure we'll talk about at some well, point well exactly that, that that may have something to do with it I'm a romantic what can I say um but the the other tracks, they, they jump from the slight comedy of I Like Birds. I love I Like Birds. Which is... It's just great. It, it, it's, it's, it's humorous, it's, it's tongue-in-cheek. I think that's the thing about a lot of his music, is that he, he's never willing to completely take himself too seriously. Yeah, um, but then it's funny, because you listen to that track, and then It's a Motherfucker comes on. Mm. And that track is probably... The, the most it, it's a pretty heart-wrenching it's track it's brutal it's just it's very simply saying I really miss being with someone and 
And it doesn't pull any punches. It just says, it's I, I very, miss you. It's a very sad, very lonely place to be. Yeah. And then you hear this song just sat in the middle of this album. You think, oh my God, are we going downhill back into Electroshock territory? And I'm, I don't know. Electroshock Blues has its place, but I, I find it quite tough to listen it's to. It's hard work. It's um, a beautiful album, but it's really hard yeah. work. But then you, you jump out of that into Estate Sale and Tiger in My Tank, which bounces all over the place, and you just think, <laughs> hang on, th- this guy's got a little bit more optimism in his life. So D- Daisy's... Um, and also, so Daisy's appeared at a time when, um, I guess it was uh, kind of new beginning. So it was about the time when I was looking to university and looking outward from, from school and onwards into the rest of rest of life. And this album, Eels have been a bit of a soundtrack to my life for a while. And this album, they, because he slightly changed the way it was recorded sonically. Um, there were there were strings. There were, it was a fuller sound. Um, and it just, I don't know. It went into my record collection as one as a bit of a change of direction. So um, so that's why I've got it. Now, obviously. You would probably counter um, in terms of the best. Yeah, so I, I mean, I don't get me wrong. I absolutely love Daisies, and it was it was an album that I sought out when when it came out. Um, but I I cannot get past Beautiful Freak, and and I know it's a cliche. It's like saying that um, never mind the best Nirvana album. Yeah, and... you know, pick a best Beatles album, and everyone goes for the same one you know Sergeant Peppers Sergeant Peppers <laughs> which yes. again is my favourite but it's for me Beautiful Freak is just it's got some just insanely fantastic songs and again I I love the way he treads that line between doom and despair and little peaks of hope yeah like these just little things of hope peeking out from behind these dreadfully sad songs there's no filler I mean I remember when Nova Came for the Soul came out as a single um, I just the opening beats for Nova Came for the Soul had seared into my into my brain so Nova Came for the Soul was my second single I ever bought I really the first I've ever bought was um, it was No Fronts by Dog Eat Dog look <laughs> seriously looked up absolutely classic um, uh huh it is um, but Nova Came what, what a way to introduce a band like that's that's his here's me this is the this is the music I'm going to be yeah. putting out. I mean, as a debut album, it's not bad. It's 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 right up there, isn't it? <laughs> it's um it's a classic. I mean, and the little things like the album cover with the kind of creepy girl with the eyes on the front. Um, yeah, you don't forget stuff like that. But just it's yeah, it's like there's certain iconic things, and the image of that Nova came for the soul. Susan's house is beautiful. Such an amazing track, and my beloved <clears throat> monster as well. It's ah, uh, it's it, it's brilliant. Rags to Rags, I remember it very well. Um, at, at my friend's house, there were about five of us, and we'd all go around, and their parents were out, and we were all just underage drinking, which meant that we, we, we ended up having... We only had, like, three beers between us, but we were all over the place. And, and, I, and I very vividly remember us jumping all over the place to Rags to Rags because it was just an absolute wonderful song. Um, it, it, when it kicks in... You know, how can you not like a like a song like that? And then suddenly, it's also dark as well yeah. for what it is. And, and that's yeah. part of the thing that I loved about it was this. He's got this amazing way of balancing light and dark in all of his work. Well, look at the next track, it, "Beautiful Freak," and suddenly you're you're right down in this quiet track, and and he's kind of he's singing this gentle ode to weirdness, and and he's very 
happy to acknowledge his own weirdness. That's the thing. Yeah. Almost revels in that. Yeah. So I I, compl- I, I take the counter argument. Um, and I think if you look at it on just pure musicality alone, um, you've got to say it's it's probably his best work. But um, for for me, Daisy's just is just that bit more fulfilling. Yeah, and that's fair enough. I think I think they're both great albums, and I've certainly enjoyed. You know, he's done some interesting stuff. Soul Jacker was a bit a bit too hard work for me, I guess. Yeah. Weirdly, that to me is more hard work than Electroshock Blues, which is insanely hard work. Yeah. But I don't know that I've listened to... I don't know that he's actually released much stuff Bl- since then. Blinking Lights I listen to quite a yeah. lot. Uh, old shit, new shit just stands out for me as... Um, <laughs> it's just a one... It's, it's that same type of track. Um, it's that Eels way of going... It's... It's kind of out with the old, in with the new. The new's probably going to be just a shit in the end, but, you know, let's change the scene a bit <laughs> and, and move on. And I, and I do love that. Uh, so so that's one. But that's but that, but Blinking Lights is one of the albums which, which I listened to, and since then I haven't. And it's almost because I don't want to tarnish that great memory of, <laughs> right. of, of the other earlier albums. Yeah, and sometimes that's, that's a tricky thing, right, is to accept an artist moving into something new mm. and and not always liking it as much as what they've done before yeah madonna what's she done with herself <laughs> uh-huh. but yeah i i don't know the, the, the more recent stuff um i listened to wonderful glorious and and my head i i wanted to i wanted to experience eels in the same way that the first time listening to beautiful freak sounded like but it just doesn't it doesn't grab me in the same way as right his earlier albums. Um, well, he he released an album called the De- Deconstruction last year, which I have not listened to at all yet. Yeah. And so maybe I'll have a listen to that and try and try and approach that with a with an open mind. But yeah, they they were definitely the uh, um, the band who they always you just knew you know exactly what you're getting with, with the Eels. Um, you're getting a kind of bittersweet view on life, which oh yes. Which sometimes can be a really, really nice way to, to 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 view everything. Yeah. So daisies. Yeah, definitely one of my one of my top ones. And I have to say, I think if if you're so if you haven't heard of eels and you're looking to have a listen based on Henry's extremely strong views of you know how beautiful and it is beautiful, fragile music. Um, I think daisies is probably the one to go for first, and then maybe go back to. You know other albums after that. I think so. Hop over Electric Shop Blues unless you want to cry your eyes out. Um, I think actually, I think I think Daisy's also had a parental advisory explicit lyrics sticker on the front of it, which oh, also really? piqued my interest. When well, it I'm does have it. a track called "It's a Motherfucker," so <laughs> yeah, at that you, point, <laughs> you're kind of yeah. And <laughs> you, do, you do look at other Eels tracks like "There's World of Shit" in in Soul Jacker, and you kind of think, I don't know, um, you kind of slightly marvel at the fact that he's still living life and isn't just kind of hasn't jumped off a bridge somewhere um, well it, it's an interesting one because so, sometimes you get those artists who are really good at tapping into their own fatalistic depressed thoughts yeah and, and almost using the music to channel it helps get past that yeah yeah and he does feel like someone who probably has struggled with you know depression those kind of things yeah it's a bit like the um the, the Johnny Cash Hurt um, 
track, yeah. which um, which until recently I didn't know was a Nine Inch Nails track. Like, how did I not know that? Um, <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. Well, when he released it, I was like, holy shit, this guy knows what he's doing. I mean, it... the original Nine Inch Nails is is insanely good. The, the Johnny Cash version is is Better. heartbreaking Better. because Better. you can hear a man dying. dying. Yeah. But I, oh yeah, that's that's an absolute classic. But it's in the same vein of, um, I don't know, it's that kind of wistful melancholy that um, just just pops out of this kind of music. And it's it's one of those things that a lot of people don't like depressing sounding music or music with depressing lyrics. I find it uplifting because I think I think there's an element of release that you get from listening to music that's like that. Yeah, I agree. And I think, yeah, I mean, a band who, I mean, we both we both thoroughly enjoy and um frightened rabbit and the the story to that is is about as tragic as you get in yeah um but their music um which we'll probably go on to um we'll definitely cover frightened rabbit, rabbit. <laughs> um probably one of my favorite bands um and and it just sounded like all the way through the um, the music that was being made by them were was a kind of was a way of getting through life um, and Anil's are no different. Um, so, I'm but I think also it helps as as someone who enjoys music. Sometimes you need to feel like there's other people that have felt that pain. Yeah, and other people that have understood where you're coming from when you feel that pain, and and it and it can help you as a listener to to really tap into those feelings and then and then release them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah. My my choice for this one, for for this week is is a slightly slightly quieter, more melancholy album. Um, I'm sure we can go, we can we can flip it and, and pick a more upbeat one for next time. Um, have Have you seen them live? I've never seen Eels live. No, they don't do they they don't really appear much. They're not a festival band. They were, I think they were at a festival years ago, and I didn't see them because they clashed with someone else, and I've always regretted. Yeah, that decision. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of imagine them. I'm not too worried though, because it's the kind of thing where you imagine Mark Everett doing a kind of, uh, I don't know, going to the Royal Opera House or something and doing a, a performance with an instrumental with a big orchestra behind him or something, and mm-hmm. and and just carrying on pedaling his music that way. So I, I don't think we've heard the last of someone like this. Um, well, I mean, he released an album last year, so I think I think he'll be around. I also would hope that he's the kind of person that would play some of that early stuff. Even if he's touring an album, I think he would. Yeah. So yeah, any Eels fans, tweet tweet Rich with his. What's your Twitter handle? Uh, Twitter handle is Rich N underscore Tog. But yeah, if you know of any Marky Everett um, dates, or if he's ever kind of thrown in some Eels work into his his wandering around, that's no. Always good to hear. Absolutely. Well, that's it for today. Um, we'll, we'll get into another one next week. I don't think we've quite decided what our next album is so that'll be a little bit of a surprise I'm not going to tease that one out not yet there are a few more we could choose on a few hundred thousand <laughs> so. yeah we've, we've got a couple albums lined up for, for these alright cool cheers Laters. thank you for listening to I Might Be Wrong a rather rambly podcast about music hosted by myself Rich Newnham and my co-host Mr Henry Salmon 